Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. It was fun. It was great. It was lots of fun. Lewis is so calm today. He jinxed it. It's no, screaming he's at us. so, so tired. He got shaved. Yes. It was a lot. Yeah. He overcomes a lot when he gets he's shaved. He's a good boy. He's like, I'm extremely nervous. He's well-mattered. He escorted me to the bathroom. He did. That he, was nice. He wants to ensure that you are safe. Yeah. I felt very safe the entire time. He's half your size. We, uh, he was eye level while I was peeing, so that was interesting. Yeah, when he sits and you sit down, he uh, wasn't sitting, he was just standing, staring me straight in the eyes. Either way, same height as you. Yes, it's it good, was, it's what you want. It was something. If you need someone to uh guard you while you do things, Louis, Louis, the Lugahu is on it, which means werewolf. <laughs> yes, those of you who do not speak, how dare you not speak French? Okay, well, not everyone speaks every language, though. <laughs> Stephanie's just here speaking all the languages. Yes, I know them all very well. You know English, French, and Spanish pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know English and French fluently. Yeah. Your Spanish is good, though. Your Spanish is good. I understand better than I can talk. I'm shy. Uh, When I went to um, Mexico with Steph, she was very good. And when I went to Mexico with Helena at a different time. So Helena, one of our friends, is uh, her, like, she's, her family's from Spain. And mm-hmm. listening to her speak French, is, or not French, my God, Spanish, is, like, I was just mesmerized the entire time. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Anyways. Spanish is a nice language. Shout Helena. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph was keeping you up at night. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything for you, but I do have a creepy fact. Love that. I come prepared. And it's not Scoop anymore, which I find upsetting. Now let's move on to scarymommy.com. Scary mommy. So, this one. You're gonna like. Okay. There might be a haunted Russian radio station. Okay. UVB 76 is a low-frequency radio station that has been broadcasting since 1982. No one knows where the broadcast is originating. It's mostly just a boy buzzing noise with an occasional rushing voice transmission. What if it's just something from the Cold War that's left over? Listen, we don't know what it is. Okay. We just know that it's haunted and it's Russian. So we like it. Okay. <laughs> well, that is unnerving. I find that unsettling. Yeah, it's fun. I have a question. Uh-oh. What's a scary mommy? It's just, I don't know. Okay. It's this girl's blog. Her name is oh. Scary Mommy. Her name is Scary Mommy? Well, maybe not. Maybe she legally changed it. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Okay, well, uh, that was very informative. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here for that. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I take melatonin every night, so I don't stay up late. Yeah. We t- yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. We talk about this every episode. Every episode. I just you think it's important that you know about my sleep hygiene. And uh, I scream at you. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, nothing has changed with us. No. Every time I, like... You've ignored me for a lot. It's like, 
you went three days of answering me. That I was know. so rude. I know. Steph was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just inconsiderate. I thought you were deceased. No. I was just A, working. Because it was the weekend. You think I don't work on weekends? Why are you working over weekends? Catch up. Catch up on what? Work. What the fuck? Emails. Don't work. Are you paid for their time? No, but if I catch up briefly, then it's not an issue Monday. I know I shouldn't do that, and I tell my other colleagues not to do that. I just had a lot to catch up on from the busy gut. Listen, I don't practice what I preach. <laughs> it's unacceptable. Put your laptop away. I can't. No emails. I can't. When I clock I did, out, I clock out. I did play League of Legends on the weekend because I'm 12. Fun. So fun. Tim didn't yell at me a lot. Only a bit. That's improvement. This is him. improvement. He's Tim, grown. thanks for not screaming at me. What did I do this weekend? What did you do this oh, weekend? Oh, I've been busy this weekend. I launched my business. Steph has a business. Yeah. If you are getting matrimonied. Yes. Um, I will coordinate for you. I will decorate for you. Yeah, Steph just does weddings. Yes. It blows my mind because the concept of weddings gives me, <laughs> like, cold sweats. It's so much fun. I don't mind for other people, but, like, the notion of myself having one makes me, like, want to physically die, which is why it's your responsibility to deal with it when that happens for me. I got you. It's fine. Um, also, I'll just elope and go somewhere to, like, a cool resort. Fun. Yeah, I got you. I'm always chill. Um, but yeah, and, like, so, st- simple and stunning events. Yes. Kind of a sponsor. <laughs> this right. wasn't planned. That's it not planned. <laughs> hey, do you have an event coming? <laughs> Are you getting married? Are you stressed out by the sheer volume and enormity of the process surrounding this patriarchal tradition? Let's reclaim it for the she's gays and days. I love it. Yeah. Anyways. Um, no, if you actually are getting married and you need someone to like figure out your shit, Steph and Shannon, who are very talented and are aesthetically talented in ways that confuse me. Um, <laughs> and an organizational level that also confuses me because I am a mess. Uh, yeah, they'll do it for you. And they're very reasonable and they're very nice. So give That's them your so money. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Listen. So we launch on Sunday. Uh, and today is a Tuesday we're recording and I have two weddings booked. And Craziness. you have like, a good number of clients coming in too. It was like yeah. what, five clients in one day and you literally just launched your business. Yeah. That's fucking craziness. Cool. Love it. That's fucking cool. Remember us when you're this famous when planner. I'm famous planner, yeah. I'll run your books. I'll That's be fine. JLo. I can do money management. Perfect. Anyways, uh, so... steps out here. Another good thing for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to regale us with this week, Stephanie? That's my Steve? turn. Oh, is it? I don't know. Do you want oh, no, to it's start? my turn. It's your turn. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it is. Because you went first. I don't know. I'm going to go first. That you go like... first because I have a little surprise for you and I want it to be at the end. Great. Um, so there you go. So I don't need know... to have my laptop anymore. Okay. Uh, as you know, my father is of German descent and my mother is uh, hyper Scottish. Uh, like, yes. I grew up in like a very Scottish leaning household. <laughs> Haggis and all. Um, so I can't cover German monsters and then ignore the dominant culture in my household being Scottish. Yeah, that would not be chill. Jane Um, would be much. Also all my Scottish family. Yes. 
So uh, shout out to usakilts.com because I thought we would just go through their list of the top seven Scottish monsters and oh, we'll see how much fun. I agree with it. I haven't actually read it, so it could be... Oh, very fun. Could go either way. We're improv In terms of my opinion, <laughs> um, which really doesn't have that much weight because I'm Canadian. <laughs> Let's be real. I just it's live. our podcast. Our opinions yeah, matter the most. You're living on stolen land. So number seven, they call this Lua, which you would think is spelled like S-L-U... I don't know, but it's spelled like S L U A G H. Slap! Fellow Scottish. You know, English, you guys do that. I hate a slua. Scottish is like English, but, but like, taking a sharp left turn. English, you tend to write words like colonel. You write colonel. colonel, colonel. And colonel. There's no R. Yeah, but like, so no, Scottish no, is yeah, also. But... No, no, no. This is like, in, but the Scottish isn't English. Scottish is like the intersection of English and Celtic. See, English or is Gaelic, I should say. Yeah, but it's like English light. It's like French. <laughs> I just want to see that for your reaction. Steph just looked at me as if I had like three heads and 15 ears. It was great. Anyways, slaw. Slaw. Slua. I ate a slua. Okay. If you travel in Ireland or the Hebrides, uh, keep an eye to the dark brooding sky, they say. So the slua is like a bunch of crows. So okay. it's like... A flock of birds, but they're Disgusting. not nice. When You're... are birds nice? They're not. No, they're not no. not nice. Some are nice. If you have some like African grey parrots people have as pets. I'm scared of birds. Okay, but some birds are lovely. No, thank you. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> um, so these guys are great. So sometimes they and they're spirits, they like just like look like a flock of birds. Okay. So sometimes they're just like, hey. We're going to grab you. Oh, shit. We're going to fly in the sky. Oh, fuck. We're going to drop you. <laughs> Lit. Which I think is, like, actually, like, a bird tactic for bird warfare. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Anyways. If some sort of, like, birdologist. Bird expert. Avian adjacent. What are they called? I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Scientists. Okay. Um, and if they're not just, like yeeting you from the sky sometimes they just drag you to hell <laughs> they're just like you know what you've had long enough <laughs> time to go to satan oh, to go yeah. a bird expert is an ornithologist show me to show me your yes phone. you say it <laughs> ornithologist that's what i said yeah <laughs> so it is said that they might be fallen angels okay they may also be um like the dead who have not like repented. Oh. And some consider them like the Gaelic version of the wild hunt, which I spoke of mm-hmm. with my Germanic folklore. I remember. Yeah. And sometimes they can like foretell disaster. So okay. say it. USAKills.com. Fun. So they seem really cool. Yes. Um the next is the Ish Uska. Okay. Guess how Uska Ushka is spelled? Ushka? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be an H in there. There's going to be a double O. No. Fuck. Uh, U-I-S-G. Why? So I don't ask this because Steph is French. I ask this to Steph because she actually like studied linguistics. Yes. <laughs> so she took, y'all don't come for me. That was a mean. Jerk. <laughs> so this... Bitch. 
uh, disguises itself as a lovely pony or sometimes a good-looking guy or gal. Oh, wow. Versatility. And it's just, like, chilling by some water. They always are. And it's just like, hey, I'm a horse. Get on my back. If it's a horse. Obviously, if it's, like, in other forms, I won't do that. And uh, if you uh, do get on, it will uh, drag you to the depths of the water. You know what? Seriously, right. And Don't rip you get apart. on a horse that you... Oh, wow. That was intense. Yeah. Who <laughs> just went with drowning? Do you know how it does that so effectively? Oh, fuck. Sure. It's skin. is it, it adheres to you. It sticks to you. Like a fly Ew. to fly paper. And it's just like, come down with me. Oh, so gross. Yeah. It's not it's nice. Excessive. Ushka, Nushka. No thanks, Ska. <laughs> Anyways, Scotland's okay. great. Next. Uh, Nuklavi. Okay. This is also a horse adjacent thing. Okay. So you this thing like is horses. great. I, you, I am looking forward to you having to like look these up. Yeah. Um, so it's Knuckle Avi, I should say. Um, so it is also uh, of the sea. Okay. And it's Viking origin. So I oh, guess it was like fun. passed down through the Scots after the Vikings did all the Viking stuff that they did yeah. in the Viking ages of the Viking age. Um, so it's part horse, part man, and like, picture like a horse, or like just like a horse, okay. and coming out the back of the horse, like in the middle of the back, like a camel hump. Okay, it's just torso, human torso. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like if you took a person, you cut off their legs, and just glued their torso to the back of a horse. It's great. Also, it has no skin. And the human thing coming out the horse, like that torso thing, yeah. its mouth is either that of a pig or a whale. And yeah, no skin. Who the fuck comes up with this shit? Vikings. I literally told you. Also, it has uh, mucus. Oh. I guess, because the veins are yellow. And their muscles are powerful and grotesque. Um. Also, when it breathes on crops and livestock, they die. Who dies? The crops? livestock. Oh, yeah, okay. it like kills okay. things. It is a harbinger of death and devastation and famine. And the Orkney Islands fear him so much that they do not speak its name, aka the Nukalavi, without saying a prayer. So he sounds really cool. Also, he kills people. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. He's great. I'm, yeah. Um, I'm stumped. Red caps. I'm pretty sure red caps are in some video games. It looks like a goblin. Also, it is a goblin. I've just literally just read it's a murderous goblin. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes up residence in ruins, uh, notably of castles and churches. Okay. And along the lonely roads of the moors. So moors being those like nice rolling farmland hill okay. things. Um, and he likes it. Like he likes to live places where there's been like battle and murder. Like he's super into that. He's vibe. into ambiance. Good for him. Yeah. He's like a really, he's, he's like if a goth was shitty. Okay. Like I think goths are kind of cool. He's like a shitty goth. Okay. With a red hat. <laughs> um, so he looks like a short goblin. Goblins are usually short. 
thick set old man with long fang-like teeth and bony fingers that end in talons. I took that directly from USA Kilts. So he's like a spooky boy. Okay. Uh, his eyes are big and they are glowy and fiery. And his hair is long and unkept. How and unacceptable. He has like little goblin armor on, which I think is actually kind of adorable. And he has like a big poleaxe okay. that he attacks with. Also, he has a red cap on, which might surprise you. Really? Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. No idea. Sound the alarm. And uh, they also kill people. And what's great is his hat is red because he dyes it with the victim's blood to keep it its nice red tint. I mean, reuse. Yeah. Also, I'm surprised you don't know about red caps because they are mentioned once in the Harry Potter book, The Prison of Azkaban. I don't know, but J.K. Rowling refers... Also, J.K. Rowling needs to not be trans-exclusive. Yeah, we're not cool with her anymore, but her books were good. Yes. Um, But she needs to open the fuck up. Yeah. Um, But she refers to them as nasty, goblin-like creatures that lurked wherever there had been bloodshed. Yeah. I don't remember them. Have to read the books? Yeah. Everyone, let's get on it. (laughs) God, Okay. So next up is the Bavanshi. Oh. I'm going to read just how it's read, how it's spelled to you, because I think you're going to enjoy it. B-A-O-B-H-A-N-S-I-T-H. English angers me. Continue. Well, that's not really English. Anyways, there wasn't I think a it's single cool. A. Scotland, I think you're cool. I think your spelling is cool. Scottish are very cool. But. but this is confusing for Stephanie. So the Banshee is a dark fairy. And she looks like a beautiful young woman wearing a long green dress. Love a long green dress. Yes. That is my color. Um, but if you look at her more carefully, you will notice that instead of little tooties, she has deer hooves. <laughs> <laughs> also, she's a vampire. <laughs> also, kind of love this. She's like a slutty vampire. And she kills men when they hunt deer in the forest. You know what? She's a... PETA's taking some extreme measures, and I'm kind of here for it. Yes. Get off the banshee. Stop Um, protecting Bandy. Good for her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have family that hunts, so please don't kill them, but, like, spicy. (laughs) Um, She actually gets, like, into killing them because she, like, a shark senses them by blood on their clothing so she's like a shark in that she can sense a little bit of blood from far away and she'll typically the hunters become the hunted that's right and she like rolls up to their campfire after they've done their hunting and they're all like chilling you know looking for a little bit of some some and she's like hey and then she dances with them and like fun she bring at least she brings them a party. she does she does she really does bring the party and she tires them out and then she fucking tears them to shreds which is great and then she that. drinks all their blood so that's the bavanchi she's fun i like her and this is next the uh bania okay. and i'm just gonna stop reading you how things are spelled because i think it's upsetting you okay thank you um so this is a monster of both scotland and ireland Honestly, like, Scotland, Ireland, England, like, so much intermingling. It's not surprising. Yeah. Like. Sherry's caring. 
Yeah. And like they're all hanging out. Like they're obviously distinct cultures, but like there's a lot of sharing. There. Yeah. It's like one island yeah. and then another island. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, and her name means the washerwoman, but okay. she is an independent woman. Good. Hanging out by the water. Fun. As so many do. Yes. Water safety just comes to I some feel like monsters really like water. They do. They're probably like, humans get dumb around water, so let's just... Yeah. And then, would that make lifeguards monsters? I'm excited because I'm about to describe to you my future. Oh, shit. So from a distance. Okay. Uh, she looks pretty normal. <laughs> then when you get closer, you notice. <laughs> she has one nostril, <laughs> one long tooth, <laughs> hub feet, and a single low-hanging breast. Uh, and typically, like, she's just fucking laundering away on the rocks, like, just really washing them. Uh, and then you get close and you're like, oh, fuck, those are bloody grave clothes of people who are close to death. Sick. Wow. Um, and apparently, and it doesn't explain how so, but if you act a certain way, she'll grant you a wish. No mention of how to fucking behave. You just have mind to figure you. it out. Yeah, you're just really figure just going in blind and hoping for the best. Um, but it is just as likely that she'll, uh, bring about your doom or the doom of someone you care about. Hit or miss. One titty, no chill. <laughs> uh, also, uh, people think that she's the ghost of a woman who died at childbirth. And, uh, she's a bad omen. You wouldn't say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one last one. Okay. The big gray man of Ben McDewey. So a Ben in Scotland is a mountain. Okay. So like Ben Lomond is Mount Lomond. Okay. But this is not Ben Lomond. This is Ben McDewey. Okay. This I just thought it was important you knew. <laughs> um, okay. So USAKilts.com says that they saved this one for last because this one might be real. You're telling me that all of that was lies? How dare you not okay. bring me factual this is information? a nonfiction true podcast of truth. Um, <laughs> apparently there have been some contemporary accounts. Fun! So, they say, lurking atop the misty hilltops of Ben McDewey is a terrifying beast. Hillwalkers, hikers, and tourists have felt the icy pressure of a thing that is not quite man. Love it. Very scary. <laughs> um, so they say felt, and this is where I'm like about to call BS because rarely has the creature been seen distinctly. It's described as a vibe, like a presence. You know, people have you shitty miss vibes. Miss me with that shit. Um, so at best, the vague shape of a huge shambling man in the snow and fog, or perhaps just like a shadow of someone walking up a busy mountain along a trail anyways um they say that hardened hikers are reduced to shivering wrecks as pervasive sense of dread comes over them isn't that something that happens when you're like high altitude is there like a i don't know about high altitude did I... we not cover that in that mountain story that I don't recall the name of the yellow pass yes there's like something paranoia um hypoxia can cause all sorts of stuff uh, also, 
like a sense of doom is present in all sorts of medical shit. Also, if you're going into shock or you're having an anxiety attack, you can also experience senses of doom. Yeah. Just don't go outside. Yeah, just stay inside. Yeah, stay inside. It's safe. I guess it's healthy. Um, so people think it's like a Yeti and they hear ominous footsteps behind them and then they run away. <laughs> so the best encounter record that is in existence is one by a man named Professor Norman Cauley from 1891 and he wrote graphically of his terrifying encounter with it. He thought his senses were playing tricks on him until he compared notes with other explorers and found that they too had experienced the same creature allegedly. He uh, alleges that the gray man kept pace with them at speeds up to 45 miles an hour and that they were extremely terrified and apparently it's real. Um, I'm not sold, but I found that list very interesting. <laughs> How can you go through like the top 10 Scottish monsters and like only like briefly make mention of like a Kelpie in like the midst of a different thing? And also Loch the Loch Ness Monster wasn't there, which is like arguably one of the most famous cryptids. Yes. Anyways. They just wanted to piss you off. They they did. They, they wanted to piss like, you off with the list and then piss you off with the pronunciation. Yeah, no, back thousands of years ago when yeah. that language was coming, they were like, someday. We're going to piss off stuff. Oh Fuck God. yeah. And it's yeah. all about us, as you all know. Truly. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening to my story. Wow. That was fun. So fun. Now I am excited for what you have to tell me. So with this nice little uh, amuse-bouche of uh, Scottish monsters, I've decided to bring on the curses. And I'm pulling, I'm pulling a you. Of Scotland? Not of Scotland. Oh, okay, well, I don't care then. <laughs> well, you will. Can you imagine? <laughs> How very dare I. Turn off the recording. Um, so today we are talking about uh, a doll. And its name is Robert the Doll. <laughs> Robert. Robert. Um, so we're just gonna call him Robert. Robbie? Robbie. Call him Rob. Uh, just Rob. Yes. Actually, no, Robbie. Before we start, well, just just to protect everyone, because it's known to be a little cursy. Okay. Uh, we don't need any harm. We're not gonna make fun of him, Emma. We're gonna be nice. Okay. Okay. Robert, if you need to curse someone, go to Emma. Yeah, whatever. We mean no disrespect. Okay, we'll just start. We'll just protect everyone, okay? Let's be safe. Safety first. Great water. I really enjoy this water. Safety first. So. (laughs) My story. So, on his fourth birthday... Robert Eugene Otto was gifted a doll by his grandfather. I was about to be like, dolls don't have birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Uh, and his grandfather bought the doll uh, during a, a trip in Germany. That's nice. Yeah. So the one-of-a-kind doll was made by the Steiff Steif Company. How do you spell it? S-T-E-I-F-F. Steiff? Yeah. Steif. Yeah. yeah. Company. Uh, which is actually the company that fact- manufactured the first teddy bear. Nice! Fun! Very first? Very first. I don't believe that. 
I feel like somewhere you... in ancient times, someone was like, Can't take I could take felt and put it into well, that's a shape. their own fact. So if you want to get sued by them, you can talk about it. I them. don't. I, I believe you. I believe no one, apparently, in any situation. <laughs> so the doll uh, is 40 inches tall. It is stuffed with wood wool. And originally, his face was painted to resemble a gesture. Um, and the currently, Robbie resides in a museum, and they've done like some backstory on him. And <laughs> the doll was not meant to be like a playing doll. It was meant to be a doll that's like in a display case, a, a dis window display. Um, oh, creepy then. And it was like meant to be a part of like a clown and gesture collection. Fuck. All of that. <laughs> you love clowns. I'm chlorophobic for those who don't know. <laughs> so his grandpa got him that, and Robert fell immediately in love with his doll. They became besties that second. Um, and then one thing, Robert decided to name his doll Robert. <laughs> Robert was a narcissist. <laughs> also not creative. Because Robert preferred to go, he went by his middle name, Eugene, and more Jean. So he didn't use, like, his name wasn't uh, Robert. So. I kind of love Jean for a guy. Yeah, Jean is fun. Like in Rapunzel. Or Tangled or whatever. What's his name? Eugene. Oh, I didn't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so, to be clear, Robert is the doll. Robbie. And Jean is the child. So, the like I said, they became best friends. And Jean started, like, he would bring Robert everywhere with him. Like, even if it was, like, it was 40 inches, like, tall, like, it was impractical, Robert was there with him. just piggybacking him, like, let's go, <laughs> we're the same height. Um, and there's a point that now the outfit that you see, so Jean dressed Robert like him, mm -hmm. and Robert now, once you see him, is wearing a little, like, sailor suit that is believed to have been Jean's when he was younger. I'm Googling him, and I'm going to project him onto the TV while you tell the story. Don't do that. I want him to observe us. No, don't do that. Oh, he is haunted as fuck looking. So, like, don't be nice. I haven't just, been unkind. I've been just neutral. Do not project him on TV. He's, like, holding this, like, haunted looking dog thing. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the dog. Great. Right. I hate it, too. So, what's wrong with his feet? Jesus <laughs> Sorry, continue. I'm just being horrified. So, the, yeah. So, he wears a little service. So, everything was fine. Um, Robert played. Yes, I've seen multiple videos about Robert. He looks great. I'm for sure cursed. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so they've uh, so Jean and Robert were best friends, everyone together, dressed the same, inseparable pair. Everything was fine until it wasn't anymore. Ain't that usually how it goes? Yes. So Jean's parents, uh, at first, didn't think like did much of the obsession. They just figured, hey, it's, it's like, his friend. It's fun. He's four or five. He's going to have healthy relationships with He's regular people. young. <laughs> wow. Um, until, like, shit went down. Specifically. They could hear Jean talking in his room playing while he was supposed to be alone. And then just randomly, there'd be a mysterious deep voice that would answer. That. No. No. So they rushed into the room and saw that Jean was A, alone, and he was with his doll. And they asked him, who are you talking to? Who was that? And Jean pointed to his doll and said, it was him. Very matter-of-factly, 
doesn't know why they're surprised. Yeah. Um, and after that point, the relationship between the both, the, the Hello duo, became unhealthy. Yeah. Gene started talking to his doll as he was a real person. So he would talk to him in the first person. Uh, he would always refer to him. Like, this was no longer a doll. It was a something alive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The uh, relationship is becoming unhealthy at this point. Yeah. Uh, and as it's becoming unhealthier, the activity in the house is starting to increase. One night... Uh, Jean's parents were woken up by Jean screaming and sounds of like furniture and objects being like tossed around his room. So they <laughs> shit is going down. Jesus. So they wake up and they immediately think that I either like robbers or yeah. their kid is getting kidnapped. Like neither's good. Yeah. So they rush in to like rush into the room and then just all of a sudden all of the noise everything just stops. And they look around the room and they see their son in the corner of the room, terrified, like cowering to himself. Yeah. And there's furniture and objects all across the room, thrown, thrown around. Uh, but they notice that Robert is perfectly perched on their son's bed. What the fuck? Yes. Also, so Lewis is like really going to town cleaning himself on top of stuff. He's itchy. It's okay, you. We have those things. Um. So when they look around to like the, the like completely dismayed room is ruined, they ask Rob, they ask Gene what happened, and Robert just like points at his doll and says that Robert did it. What would you do? I'm sorry, but that doll, the second it talked back to him, would be just a young priest and an old priest. <laughs> There'd be no more dolls. Yeah, you just give it to someone else. Be like, this is your problem now. You're like, hey, good luck. Emma, I have a gift for you. <laughs> You ever really don't believe in this? Here you go. <laughs> hey, dolls, freak me out. Um, so this happened quite a few more times, still with no real rhyme or reason to it, aside from Gene would say that it happened when he angered Robert, and they kept the doll. Oh yeah. There's more to the story. Great. So, um, the activity also increased even more, and uh, toys would appear mutilated randomly. <laughs> He's just like, there can only be one! <laughs> so, uh, their eyes would be plucked out, their heads would be turned off, their limbs would be turned off, uh, and the parents would always think it was Jean, but then yeah, Jean I would, too. would always blame Robert. Maybe Jean doesn't understand accountability, maybe Jean needs to go see a psychiatrist. Yeah. Because he's exhibiting some concerning behavior. Yes. So, Robert seems to be more and more malicious as Jean grew up and eventually moved away from the house to go to college. Um, so, one day, thank you, Louis. Uh, Louis, get out of the bag. Jeez. He's like, listen, I gotta bring some levity. I gotta do a really good snoof. Gotta There's fries in there. Oh, that's hella what he's about. I'm surprised he hasn't gone to it yet. Yeah, he is. Like, if we're watching, he won't. If we let Rick leave the room, he would. Good for no you. No doubt. Good stretch. So, Robert has moved away from college to go to college. Did he bring the doll? No. He left it at home. That's good. Can you imagine if you were, like, going to a guy's room? <laughs> and that doll is there. He's like, hey, this is my like, roommate, Robert. <laughs> good for him. Bye for his parents. 
One day, a plumber was working in the house while they were renovating, and he was alone in the house um, with Robert Rudolph. So while he was working, he heard children laughing throughout the house, even though there's no kids around. Okay. So the plumber decided to investigate the noise. Big mistake. Don't do that. And he noticed that the doll was now sitting in a... um, He was... At first when he came in, he was on one side of the room. And now he was sitting elsewhere. He thought. Yeah. In a window on the opposite side of the room. He thought. So he, like, looked at it. Then was like, okay, weird. But at the same time, second-guessing himself. So he went back to his work. And tried to play it off and just, you know, ignore it. Okay. That's when uh, he started hearing shit crashing behind him. So the objects that were near Robert were now thrown on the other side of the room. With, you know, and it just kind of looked like Robert had thrown them across the room. Yeah. So that kind of activity like that would happen. Yeah, I don't love that. And they kept the doll. They were like this. They kept the doll. So Jean was away from college. He became a author, a painter. He moved to France, met his wife, Anna, and then they moved back to their childhood home where Robert was awaiting them. Like to live with his parents? Uh, I'm assuming they're deceased at this point. Oh. There's no mention of them. <laughs> Robert Anymore. was like, goodbye. <laughs> I took care of it. See ya, mom and dad. <laughs> or I guess, anyways, not his parents. Grandparents. I guess. Is he like the son of the child? How does the family tree with dolls work? <laughs> I guess they would maybe be his parents, but I don't. Anyways, he's like, no owners, goodbye. Yeah, he didn't want them. They were not Jean. Yeah, they were kicked out. So Jean moved back home with his new wife, Anna. Love and Anna. he renamed his childhood home as the Artiste House because he's an artiste and he wanted to build an artistic community and all of that. That is the stupidest shit. I hate when houses have names. Why? I'm going to so name your house. It's so pretentious. When you buy a house, I'm going to name it for you. I'm never going to use its name. I'll make it a little sign. You know what its name's going to be? Its address. That's going to be its name. It will be my life mission. I will name you every single house that you own from now on. Well, I'm never going to own a house. I'm just going to rent. I'll name them too. Ugh. I'll think of a name for this house. Great. I'll get back to you. Generic house, 90s build. I will figure out a name. Okay. So, um, Gene moved back home and lovingly displayed his favorite childhood doll. And he had them on a little chair out exhibited in the house somewhere. Uh, but Anna wasn't about it. Yeah, Anna fucking get the doll out of here. <laughs> she felt like the doll, uh, the doll's eyes kept following her around. And she was just like uneasy around it. So she told Jean to put Robert in the attic. Yeah. So yeah, Robert got moved upstairs in the attic and he gave him a chair and a toy dog to keep him company. Oh, a creepy dog. Yes. Obviously. The also. quarantine to the attic did not make Robert happy. Robert kept appearing downstairs. <laughs> He's like... Get rid of me now, bitch. <laughs> uh, no matter it's how many house. times they would bring him back upstairs to the attic, he would still just pop on downstairs. And that wasn't a clue that, like, perhaps this doll should be elsewhere. Nope. Okay, wow. Great decisions. So Anna had enough, and she told Robert, a gene, to lock Robert away in the attic. That would fix the problem. Don't think he cares much about locks. He did, it did not. No. 
no person can hold him. Going on. He kept appearing everywhere. Uh, and news of the paranormal activity travel. So neighbors start paying more and more attention to the house. And soon they would also notice their own paranormal activity from the outside. Because the thing is with the attic, it was a, like nice. The house is really nice, actually. Yeah. It was on top of uh, this like nice circular room with a window. So really he had like a penthouse. Oh, yeah. Robert, um, like, why are you complaining? So Robert enjoyed staring out through the window. So when I people would walk by the house, they would look up, and they would sometimes feel like his gaze will following them. Would he wave? Just like, Hi there. Sometimes. That's how he sounds in my head. I'm gonna fucking stab you. Hi. <laughs> so his gaze would follow people. Other people would uh, look up and see him, and then look away for a second, and look back and be gone. And then they would do the, like, what the fuck, and then look away, and then he'd be back again. Um, sometimes it would look like he actually did move. Just like dancing. His Sliving. limbs would move. His head would move. Uh, and not didn't take long for people to just be freaking terrified. Okay, but imagine it's actually a hoax and it's this like actual human Robert, aka Gene, as like a way to like gain fame for his artists. See, I don't know much about Gene as the non haunted person. Um, when I did a quick Google search, I didn't see much of him. It's because he's a fraud. So, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, not either. We don't know much. Yeah. I don't know much. I didn't yeah. do much research I on know. him. Um, so, yeah, so soon enough, the neighboring uh, kids kept daring each other to go and wave at Robert. Sheesh. And it would become the wave, and then people would just, you know, would avoid the house. It would be terrifying. And they went on with this activity in the house until uh, 1974, where Robert passed away. Yeah. And 1974? Yeah. It's pretty recent. Yeah. So a woman named Myrtle Reuter purchased the house, and with the house, she inherited Robert. Oh, Myrtle. She took care of Robert for 20 years. Wow. But eventually, she donated him to the East Martello Fort Museums because she could not handle the hauntings anymore. 20 years of the haunting. 20 years. And this is what she uh, heard or experienced. She, Myrtle lived alone, didn't have children that had been, like, just lived alone. Mm-hmm. She would often hear um, the footsteps of children running on the floor above wherever she was. Mm-hmm. She would often hear children laughing and talking. Uh, just like I mentioned earlier, she doesn't have kids. Hate that. She was not the only one who experienced hauntings in the house. Um, her guests also noticed a lot of strange activity. Um, they would, objects would go missing, objects would be moved around in front of them as if pushed around. Um, the funnest thing that Uh they've experienced when they visited Myrtle Mm -hmm. was that they would go to bed into their guest bedroom and they would wake up at night with Robert sitting on their nightstand. Wow, I hate that. And he wasn't there before. Okay, what would you do? I'd fucking leave. Okay, but like... (laughs) Take me through your immediate actions. You wake up. I'd scream. I'd cry. I'd leave. Would you like? I would take the doll. I fucking eat it like a football. No, like it's her doll, her problem. I'm out. I'm no, I mean like if that again. was if that was me waking up in that room, there is no way the thing that randomly appeared would not just like suddenly be traveling through the air. It would be yeeted. I wouldn't touch it. Oh, because then would... its energy comes to you. Nothing. Can I'd take just my be energy. gone. God, my energy is powerful. Sure. Like a tiger king. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I fucking hate that. So, to continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, that. Myrtle noticed a pattern. She noticed that the activity got worse and worse whenever people either make fun of the doll or make fun of G. Um, <laughs> like, fucking doll guy, what a weirdo. The doll's like, fuck you. And she said it. No, I'm not saying it personally. I am mimicking the behavior. Again, she said it. Also, me. whatever. Uh, so when Rue Myrtle then donated the doll to the museum, she told the staff to take good care of Robert and most importantly to respect Robert. They obviously did not take her warning seriously. Duh. So they soon found out that she uh, was right. Uh-oh. Uh, as soon as Robert was displayed, activity started ramping up. Well, activity started happening in the museum. There's no activity before that. Um, when the staff would lock up, they would hear children laughing and speaking while they were locking up and kids should not be there. Uh, objects would be moved out of their cases or thrown across the rooms. That's not good with, like, antiquities. <laughs> uh, and more finally, Robert would just disappear from his case and be found in, like, exhibits around the museums. Man. So... Eventually, the museum decided to listen to Myrtle, and they decided to lock up Robert. And Robert is now the most popular exhibit in that museum. Hmm. Now, before visiting, you can now you can go see Robert if you choose to. Cool. However, when people do go see Robert, they are warned to a mind your manners and b ask for permission to take a video or take a picture. Hmm. Is he like really um, camera shy? So these are the reasons why. So visitors who don't follow the rules, Uh-oh. the like lesser thing that could happen to them is that their camera will not function. It won't take a view, it won't take a picture, but the second they leave, they're fine. Or they're kind of cursed after the fact. So Ooh. a lot of visitors who have disrespected Robert, made fun of them, didn't believe him, immediately after would either get into a car accident. Uh, they would get divorced, financial ruin. Like Annabelle. Uh, they would, yeah. Cancers. Like, their life would just oh. be done. Um, and it's such a common phenomenon that is happening that the museum receives about one to three letters a day addressed to Robert. Like, to be like, fuck you, you gave me cancer? There's different reasons. The main, most popular reason why they get a uh, letter is to ask for forgiveness and to for Robert to remove the curse that you put on them. The uh, other reason is some people are asking Robert to put a curse on someone that they wish to be to put harm onto. Wow, shady. Yeah. Um, disturbingly, the most disturbing so far is they also Robert also gets fan mail from children as young as eight years old. No, we don't like that. Parents, so, don't do that. Don't let your kids do that. So that is the, um, well, before I conclude, so some people probably, well, probably are know of this story of Robert the doll. One thing I wanted to mention is that originally when people started talking about this, um, it was when the story used to be told, it, they were said that the doll was given to Jean by a servant girl who used voodoo or cursed the doll before giving it to Robert, and that's, oh, that's why nice. all of that. So they thought that it was a like food or black magic that was making all of these. But the food the, is not black magic. I know, but that's the ge- oh, generic. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's voodoo. That's why it's cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the museum did research the like, or like where the the yeah doll came from, and that's where they 
trace it back to the Stife Museum, a Stife company, and also to his grandfather. Yeah. So a lot of people, uh, when in past years, when they talk about this, they talk about that story that it's a servant girl that gave it to him. That's not true. It's the grandfather. Let's not demonize the culture or ghost stories, guys. Exactly. Um, So uh, that is the, uh, so that's because the story of Rudolph, Robert the doll. There is uh, different reasons what people think is happening. I wonder if he's a secretary. If what? Like Robert, because he gets all this mail. It's the museum curator. She reads it. Oh, so he doesn't have his own little clerk. No, she reads it all because she um, is actually like the um, most of my information I got it from their article, uh, which I have it listed somewhere here. It is. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, she so she was explaining that she reads it because um, a mainly, well, like a lot of it is like I'm sorry, and they like post those those pictures, but she's noticing especially sometimes she'll get some letters from like younger kids who are asking for him to put curses on like their like aggressors or their bullies so there's sometimes things that she like tries to get help like she tries to intervene Um, so is this let me try to find okay so I got most of my information came from Atlas Obscura and this was written with like the museum that's so cool right now so what is happening and what yeah so like i mentioned two seconds ago uh people used to think it was black magic or voodoo which is not spread cool. at this point um other people think it's the devil oh lucille so, hello that's fun a lot of people which i really believe in uh think it's the energy that jean put in the doll and that it became its own entity and this is technically known as an egregor. Okay. So an egregor, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, it's a psychic manifestation that happens when a group of people believe strongly in the same thing. But this could also happen with, like, okay. Gene having this all since he was four and believing it was an old person and he kept blaming him if something wrong happened. He, like, put in that energy yeah, and yeah. that created its manifestation on its own. Kind of like the gods in American Gods. Yes. Cool. So that is the story of Robert. That's really cool. Yeah. I liked it, Steve. Good. I enjoyed so it. So hopefully no one's cursed and we did it respectfully. My bad. If so, we're sorry. Really fine. Just, you know, don't claim any negative energy. Yeah. I see that comment on TikTok all the time. When there's like a haunted video or something. Mm-hmm. Or like a cursed or like a haunted house everyone in the comments is like i don't blame this yeah when i was like watching different like youtube videos on this a lot of people were like apologizing to robert in the comments for watching the video without his permission and the whole time like should i be apologizing to you i'm like i feel like i shouldn't because i feel like whoever took the video must have asked for permission but don't assume it's how you make an ass out of you and me i don't know i don't know huh? well guys well actually i have a surprise for you oh I have a listener story. From who? What do you mean for who? From who? Oh, from who? Ivan. Oh, hey, Ivan. Thanks for your story. Uh, so this, his little story, he called it The Voyage. Oh, <laughs> Ivan. Good title. I know. That's, that's like quite engaging. Yes. So, the story is, 
When I lived in Montreal, my, my roommate Paul had a book called Le Pouvoir du Subconscient, which is the power of the subconscious. Yeah. Um, I started reading it, and I would read some of it in bed at night. There's an exercise to do to relax and then ask the universe to manifest whatever you were asking for. So I would lay in bed, start staring my toes, and then slowly move up, telling every inch of my body to relax, relax, relax. By the time it would, go, it would get to my head, I'd fall asleep, so I never got to ask the universe for anything. Ha ha ha. After a few nights, I started leaving my body when being asleep. I would just float above people on the streets. I remember being on Saint on Street Saint-Denis, uh, a busy street. Life was happening. I was watching it from above. Gradually, I hit going further from my neighborhood. One night, it went wild. I crossed the whole continent of North America. I was going west at a speed that seemed impossible. For example, this is how it felt like in Earth time. I would have left Montreal and made it to the Pacific Ocean in about 15 to 20 seconds. Jesus. I know. As I was traveling, I would look down and see cities, forests, little towns, etc. Until I got to the coast. So then I'm flying over the ocean, still going west. I see a big light, which I thought was the sun. But I'm not sure if it was because if... But I'm not sure if it was because at one point the scenery changed. I was in that famous tunnel that, I, that is talked about when we die. I was still moving, but it seemed I had slowed down quite a bit. As I'm going through it, I looked around the tunnel and tell myself, ah, it's been a while since I've been here. It's nice to be here again. I'm still moving, and I see a bright light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm going towards it. Then all of a sudden, I stop moving. I'm wondering what is happening. Then I got a message. It wasn't audible like we hear with our ears. It was related to me, like an internal voice. But it's very clear. The, me the message was, you've been far enough. It's time to go back. In the flash, I was back in my bed. So after that night, I thought I would take a break for a few nights, but then I never went back to it. That's so cool. I find astral projecting and like all around so that so fascinating. Cool. Dang. Yeah. So thank you. Ivy. I think that's really cool. I could like, I could see it in my head. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. It was a good story. Yeah. Ivan, thank you. He sent us a few more and I'll like sprinkle them around. I love it. So if you guys have stories that you want us to read, send them to us yeah this is yeah. so cool i love it and i don't think we even like touch on astral projecting it's such a big subject it's huge yeah one day i love that what a perfect note to end on thanks yeah. ivan thank you all right guys like and subscribe for more cool listener yeah. content leave us a review on itunes yeah a nice one please i don't want to deal with the follow-up from stephanie please anyways love you bye. bye thank you for listening to creepy vibes only you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Creepy Vibes Only Podcast. And you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen, download our episodes, and please leave us a review, ideally a really nice one. Thanks for vibing and keeping it creepy with us. We will see you next week. Bye!